Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 35 Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take a hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and the javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net for me, without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him who does not know it, and let the net that hid ensnare him, let him fall into his destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. All my bones shall say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy from him who robs him. Numbers chapter 22, verses 1 to 21. Then the people of Israel set out and camped in the plains of Moab, beyond Jordan at Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Ammonites, and Moab was in great dread of the people, because they were many. Moab was overcome with fear of the people of Israel. And Moab said to the elders of the Midian, This horde will now lick up all that is around us, as the ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, the son of Zippor, who was the king of Moab at the time, sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor and Pethor, which is near the river, and in the land of the people of Ammah, to him, saying, Behold, the people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the earth they are dwelling opposite me. Come now, curse this people for me, since they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them from the land, for I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you cursed is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed, with the fees for the divination in their hand. And they came to Balaam, and they gave Balak's message. And he said to them, Lodge here tonight, and I will bring back word to you, as the Lord speaks to me. And so the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. And God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me, saying, Behold, the people has come out of Egypt, and it covers the face of the earth. Now come, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to fight against them and drive them out. God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go to your own land, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Once again Balak sent princes more in number and more honorable than these. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, the son of Zippor, 
Let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will surely do you great honor, and whatever you say to me, I will do. Come curse this people for me. But Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak here to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the command of the Lord my God to do less or more. So you too, please stay here tonight, that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam that night and said to him, If the men have come to you, rise, go with them, but only do what I tell you. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Acts chapter 21 verses 17 to 26 For when we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he related one by one the things that God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they had heard it, they glorified God, and they said to him, You see, brother, how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They are all zealots for the law, and they have been told about you, and that you teach all the Jews who are among Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. Do therefore what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself along with them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. This will all know that there is nothing in what they have been told about you, but believed we have sent a letter with our judgment that they should abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. Then Paul took the men, and the next day he purified himself along with them and went into the temple, giving notice within the days of purification would be fulfilled and the offering presented for each one of them. Good morning. This is Tim Tribble, broadcasting from Sacramento, California. Today's readings come to us from Psalm 35, verses 1 to 10, Numbers, chapter 22, verses 1 to 21, and Acts, chapter 21, verses 17 to 26. In today's readings, we are learning in our epistle reading, the book of Acts, Paul coming into Jerusalem. This is after his Saul to Paul conversion. He has been out preaching to the Gentiles. And this was, this was a big thing in the very early church. Peter and Paul butted heads because Peter felt that the way, as Christianity was known then, it had not been labeled Christianity yet, the way was a sect of Judaism. And that was how it was sold to Rome. And that's why at the very beginning of the church, we don't have the martyrdom that was going on with the, with the Romans. Because at that point, the Jews were saying, no, this is still part of the Jewish, it's a sect of Judaism. Because the Roman Empire, you could keep your religion when they took you over, but you couldn't start a new one. So this maintains, this is a very important part of this, was it maintained the way as a sect of Judaism, an existing religious belief, 
So Rome at that moment didn't get upset about it. Paul, however, is going out and he has been preaching and converting Gentiles. Gentiles are not circumcised. Gentiles do not keep a kosher diet, etc., etc. And so when they come in, Paul comes into Jerusalem and went to see James and John. This is James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And the rest of the, and all the elders were present. Not exactly sure who all the elders were, but that's who was present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard this, they praised God. Then they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. That's the problem. So, it's the law. And that was what Peter was following. They don't circumcise their children. They don't live according to our customs, etc., as we heard in the reading. So that, that was the thing, and this is, uh, this is one of the things in being Christians, as when God sent Jesus to earth and he became man, as we say in the creed, that changed things. This is the new covenant, or the new law, if you will. So, the, the need for all these traditions that they'd had in the Jewish faith for all these years under the original covenant between God and Abraham, didn't, it was felt they didn't need to be followed anymore. And we, the Gentiles, and that's how, otherwise I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a Christian. I was not born Jewish. Uh, I have no Jew, Jew in me whatsoever. Um, so, it, it's really um, a, a different approach, and this was one of the first little fractures we had going in the church early, early on, as Peter and Paul go, Peter, now it's just a sect of Judaism. Now, what happened later on, of course, is the Jews got upset with the way, told the Romans, no, it, no it's not part of Judaism, and that's when the martyring started. So, that was a, a bit of an issue. So, again, we are followers of Christ, and it's not about the letter of the law. And this is what gets people into trouble time and time again. We have all these, we make all these rules. You got to do this. You got to. It is love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. On this hang all the laws and the prophets. That's what Jesus said in Matthew. That's where it's at. Is this an act of love? When we start making laws and rules and you know, uh, the great killer, and in, in, I don't care what kind of organization is the great killer. Well, we've always done it that way. That kills, absolutely kills. Is this love? God is love. We, we've said that, you know, I grew up with that. That's been a state, been around God is love, God is love. But boy, have we uh, really perverted that and taken that into a whole bunch of different ways. Um, as mentioned before, growing up for me, God loved me as long as I deserved it, as long as I earned it. If I didn't, then I had to, you know, you had to earn your way back. Um, it was very, uh, you know, it's like, why am I even bothering? 
you get to that point. Um, God loves, God forgives everyone for everything. His love is universal. His love is just like God. God is omnipotent. So is his love and his grace. And all of us are loved. We're valued in, in God. And this is um, why we are different. Because we love each other. We love others. We accept people as they are. And it's about moving forward and working together for the common good of our community. And that's why churches, it's not the building. The church is not the building. It's not the four walls with the steeple and the bell. The church is the community. Are we out in our community? As veterans, are we out in our veteran community? What am I doing today to help my fellow veteran? As Christians, that's the first thing we should be looking at. And, you know, for us as veterans, what am I doing to help my fellow veterans? Am I involved? Am I am I involved in an organization? Am I doing things that is making a positive impact on my brothers and sisters who went, came before me and who've come after me and whom I served with? You know, what other communities are you involved in? Uh, <clears throat> are you involved there? Are you doing something to help people in those communities? Are you helping the people around you? Um, we had a, uh, a speaker I heard a while back. He's a uh, <clears throat> chief master sergeant in the Air National Guard here in California. And that was one of the things he was talking about is we as veterans, we volunteered. We went in, we signed that blank piece of paper saying we will do for our country. And we still are. And you look in, 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 in volunteer organizations and you see tons and tons and tons of veterans. Because that's what we do. We care about our country. We care about our community. We care about those around us. So today, when you get done listening to this, think about that for a moment. What can I do to help my community? Amen. A prayer for cities from the Book of Common Prayer. Heavenly Father, in your word you have given us a vision of the holy city to which the nations of the world bring their glory. Behold and visit, we pray, the cities of the earth. Renew the ties of mutual regard which form our civic life. Send us honest and able leaders. Enable us to eliminate poverty, prejudice, and oppression, that peace may prevail with righteousness and justice with order, and that men and women from different cultures and with different talents may find with one another the fulfillment of their humanity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. 
Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.